podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Join me every other week as we chat with aromatherapists and hear about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and in their businesses. Today I'm going to be chatting with Carol Scheidel. She is a nurse and the owner of RJ Buckle Associates. Back in 2016, she had the privilege of stepping into this new role of training other providers how to use aromatherapy in clinical settings. I'm excited for you to hear directly from Carol all the things that she is doing. Let's get started. Tom and I are both um, retired and doing my job now. Right. It, I no longer rely on punching a time clock. Right. It, I, I love my life. That's wonderful to so. hear. Tell us a little bit more about who you are and how did you come to where you are now okay. with, your, with your aromatic journey? So I'm Carol Scheidel. I am the owner of RJ Buckle Associates. It's an education and consulting, aromatherapy education consulting. We focus on the healthcare professional. I started my journey in 2002 when I met Jane, Dr. Jane Buckle at a conference in Tennessee. The hospital that I worked at had sent several of us to this conference because we were looking at including complementary integrated modalities within the healthcare system and trying to identify what is it that our patients would really want. And certainly aromatherapy was one of those things. We had meditation, we had guided imagery, we had healing touch, we did qigong, we did tai chi, we did a lot of different things. Um, And so I had a really strong interest in aromatherapy. And Jane Buckle was presenting at this conference. And so I went to her class that she did during the conference and then a post-conference class. During one of the breaks, I asked her if she would ever consider coming to Texas to teach her clinical aromatherapy course for health professionals. And she's like, oh yes, absolutely, I would love to. So that started my relationship and working with her. In 2003, 2004, we hosted a class at Texas Health Fort Worth in Fort Worth, Texas. We started out with uh, 30 people in the class. We ended up with 24. Jane came about every three months for a weekend. It was a five-session class at that time. And we kind of launched our aromatherapy course from there. We had a very supportive chief nurse officer. So we didn't have to battle any uphill battles. We had a a chief nurse officer who embraced aromatherapy. She had looked into it, we had looked into it, and determined that it was within the nursing scope of practice within Texas to be able to offer comfort measures with through aromatherapy. When we wrote our policy, we wrote our policy that patients, nurses, family members, anyone could ask for aromatherapy. We didn't have to have a physician's order. Actively launched our program in 2004, uh, the end of 2004, the beginning of 2005, when we all graduated. Uh, We had about 10 nurses that had taken the class. All of those nurses who were involved in that class, I was one of those, started offering aromatherapy to patients for various different things. In the beginning, it was really simple things. It was, oh, you're nauseated? Well, 
let me put a drop of this mandarin on this cotton ball. And we'd put it in a little medicine cup and hand it to him and said, just smell this, see how that does. Or we'd put a drop of lavandula and gustifolia uh, on the cotton ball if they were really anxious. Uh, and we just put it in a, medicine, a cotton ball in a medicine cup and put it at the bedside, leave it out all night long all day long. This is really before the personal nasal inhalers or sniffy sticks were available. And so that was our modality to get it out to people. We did individual consults uh, within our medical electronic medical record. We created a, a way for people to place orders. All of us who worked as aromatherapists all had other duties. Aromatherapy was something that was a passion for us, and it was just other duties as a sign. It was not our primary role in the hospital. I was clinical nurse ethicist for the hospital, so I had an admin role. A couple of the other folks who were through the course were also administrative people, so we had a little more flexibility to be able to get out and about because we weren't taking a patient load. But we did have staff nurses in the class, and so they really focused on helping people with uh, aromatherapy in their unit. Every year, starting probably about 2007, we've offered an aromatherapy course at the hospital. So an instructor-led aromatherapy course, and we follow Dr. Buckle's model that she established for our course. Out of that, then we've added and we've so people have come and gone and right. added, and then a few leave and a few come uh, on board. So we don't have a huge number, but we do have a pretty active aromatherapy program. We've got a couple of departments at Texas Health Fort Worth who make personal nasal inhalers for specific purposes. One is the cath lab, cardiac cath lab, and they have a personal nasal inhaler that they will offer to patients who are really anxious or nervous. And then after post-procedural, if somebody has nausea, they have a different personal nasal inhaler that they have pre-made and offer that to those patients to help them get through the process. So amazing. It, it was. It was just an incredible journey. And, you know, you really don't know once you start on a path where it's going to lead you. In 2015, Jane seriously started talking about wanting to leave, to retire. And there were about four of us that were her primary instructors and really active. Uh, and we're all like, oh, no, 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 you can never stop. In January of 2016, I retired from Texas Health Fort Worth. With I was I really didn't have a plan. My husband was working overseas, and I really wanted to spend a lot more time with him. I had used up most of my PTO traveling um, to see him and to take care of some other family business. That I, I was like I was out of PTO time, and my work home balance was really important for me. I decided to take uh, retirement at that point. I did a a kind of a four or five week. A world tour for, just for myself. I spent a week in London um, with Jane Buckle. Um, and at that point, she said, Carol, you're now available. I want you to take over this business. I want to sell it to you and I want you to carry it on. Yes, yes. I'm like going, really? You want me to do that? Oh, um, and, the mantle, and so the man. Yeah. I, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going, Really? You don't think you want so-and-so? You don't think you want? No, no, Carol, uh, you you are the person and you are available to do it. Um, and I'm like, well, I 
could be. Um, I'm very interested. I didn't want to see the program go away because it was such a huge value for us at my hospital and for the other places that the course has been taught. So after a little bit of negotiation, I said, yes, I'll buy it. Okay, that's your price. Okay, that's fair price. Yes, yes, I can do that. And then I spent a week in um, Ireland with one of Jane's other instructors, a colleague of mine. And, um, and then I went and spent three weeks in the Middle East, with, which is where my husband was at the time. Mm-hmm. And so through all of that, it was like, oh, okay, I've just left my job. I've been gone for five weeks. What am I going to do? Right. So we set things in place for me to um, come on board as the senior director, the primary director, not really the senior director, because I always consider Jane um, as the founding director and, um, and certainly my role model. I started the process of um, incorporating in Texas, changing all the incorporation, changing all the business um, all of the things that I had no clue of. Right. Uh, thank heavens I have a really good uh, accountant who um, who helps people facilitate and it start is process. Yes, it is. And yes. and thank heaven. I mean, I didn't even know I had a really good person. Then by uh, end of June, Jane um, fully retired, and um, I assumed uh, full responsibility of RJ Buckle. Um, so I have responsibility for not only the aromatherapy part, but also the M technique, which is a very gentle touch technique that uh, is just amazing in in helping individuals calm, relax. Um, When you don't even know you're stressed, if somebody does an M technique on you, you just kind of like turn into a puddle. Right. Um, So yeah, your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes down, everything. So yeah. So that's, that's how I got to um, here from 2002. um, And then in 2016, taking over RJ Buckle. Well, that's a journey. Wow. Earlier on, you said you had a, when you found Dr. Buckle's course, you had a strong interest in aromatherapy. Where did that come from? I have no idea. Okay, awesome. Um, I think some of, a lot of it is, I had been on just a personal journey of learning different things. Um, I, I learned Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. I learned guided imagery, healing touch. I went through the first level of healing touch. I didn't go beyond that. Chi Kong did a, a four-year internship with a physician who is out of England who taught many modalities in integrative healing. Uh, so uh, lots of lots of things that were in there. And I really didn't know a lot about aromatherapy. My first real introduction to aromatherapy was through Jane Buckle's course. And of course, that is is really set clinically. And, and so I, I didn't know there was a lot of other stuff. Right. I didn't know about lotions and potions and balms and, right. and things you can make for your face and all of those. I, I never learned that right. uh, because the focus of the course was really truly clinical application. What can you do for the individual patient um, or the group of patients that, that are in a healthcare setting? I, I didn't I, makeup, all of those other kind of things, shampoos, right. uh, perfumery. Oh my gosh. I had the opportunity to take a Jeannie Rose perfume course a couple of summers ago. Amazing. I a whole know, different right? world opened up. <laughs> I know. Yes. Exercise that we did where you started with two, you just had two oils mm-hmm. and you would do nine drops of one and one of the other. And then you would <gasps> build up to the opposite. Uh, and then 
smell each of those individual ones and which one is the one that goes, oh, that's what I really like. So perfuming was very, uh, very interesting to me. Not that I, I'm, I'm really not interested in becoming a perfumer, but it was that's just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, it, aromatherapy is so diverse. Yes, we all come at it differently. Every single one of us approaches this amazing modality differently. Yes. And how amazing that you actually found Dr. Buckle's course in the beginning, because that's exactly where you were as a nurse and where you wanted to go. Yeah. And I, I truly, de- de- I believe in divine order. So yes. that, you know, people come into our lives when we need them. Sometimes we don't recognize it, uh, but I certainly did. Being able to get, to get her course going, uh, to be able to be the host for it. Um, and so out of that, I just by default became the lead aromatherapist at the hospital. Right. So as the director of the Buckles course, courses now, uh-huh. is that where your primary focus is or are you still doing some clinic? My primary focus is the course, uh, making sure the course is up to date. I am just in the process of um, launching it as an online option for healthcare professionals. Yes, it's very exciting. That was actually one of my passions when I took over the course four years ago. The course is uh, does have nursing um, continuing education credits through the American Holistic Nurses Association. And so I wrote up the whole online course and um, submitted that for uh, continuing education credits because it's not exactly, it's the same material, it's presented in a different format. And so they calculate the hours that a nurse can get for attending the course slightly differently than if you're sitting in a classroom. Classroom is pretty easy, you know, you're you're there for seven hours a day, not including breaks or lunch. Uh, And that's easy. But when you put classes online and you present lectures and people have the opportunity to watch that, the hours measure a little differently. So I've been working on that for the last, truly the last three years after the first year of getting the course. It takes time. It does. And you know, and, and I, I think that I have a pretty good work home balance. Uh, I don't make myself crazy with my workload. When I worked in the hospital, I was always thankful that I was really truly in charge of my hours. I was on a salary. Uh, the hospital got plenty of my hours. But it, but it was like if there was home things to do, uh, I was right. I was out of there. Right. Home was right. really truly the first priority in making sure family and kids and all of those kind of things. But they're all launched and doing great. <laughs> it's so, a beautiful yeah. place to be, right? Empty nest. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> so a question about the online course, it's still to come. I understand it's not launched yet, but um, when it does launch, is it strictly for people in a clinical setting or could a, a novice take a course? So it is, it is designed only for um, healthcare professionals because, okay. and also in-person course is the same. If somebody has had anatomy and physiology at the college level, then they can be accepted into the course. They may or may not be able to get certified. We do have a uh, recognized certification clinical aromatherapy uh, practitioner. Mm-hmm. So a certified clinical aromatherapy practitioner, CCAP, is recognized as um RJ Buckles courses, the people who get that have the ability to be in an environment where they can make um, something, do something for patients, clients. So we do restrict the course to healthcare professionals, 
somebody who's had a lot of aromatherapy experience, uh, because we don't go into the basic anatomy and physiology. We, re- we review it quickly and we move on. Right. Um, so, and, you know, there's some assumptions that you know some of your chemistry, even though we do a lot of review of the chemistry, but uh, so we don't allow uh, a novice non-healthcare professional uh, mm-hmm. to take the course. Well, yeah. Yeah, you got to have boundaries. Boundaries are yeah. very important. So, and in fact, our course is not, uh, you know, it's not recognized at this point by either of the aromatherapy organizations in the United States. Um, part of it is because we don't teach right. balms and butters and lotions and potions because that's not the setting right. uh, we're in. There are some excellent people out there who really do an awesome job of teaching that. Right. And again, going back to the way that we all come at aromatherapy, it's all different. So you have a beautiful niche that you're working with. So what would you say is the biggest stumbling block for your courses right now? Myself. Because I, I, I need to be three or four of me right. um, to get this done. There's great new research that's out that needs to be incorporated into the course. You have to take care of this. You have to take care of that. Uh, you know, keeping up all of the uh, statistics, the numbers of people who've been through the course, the hours. Um, so I, I am. I am uh, probably the the biggest uh, challenge, but of course, it's mine to be. So right. I, I absolutely love it. Do you have a team? Um, I do have a team of instructors. Okay. Yes. Um, and there are in, there are instructors that are M technique instructors, and there are instructors that are um, what we call the clinical aromatherapy instructors. Okay. We do have an online class that started. Uh, in July. And um, so there's uh, four other instructors that are participating in that course, not as students, but they are they are going along the process, because this is the first time. uh, And I don't have everything written up. Hopefully, uh, around the first of the year, we'll be able to offer some other times. Our course is a mix of online self study self paced, and required to be in in class sessions. There's four modules. Each of the modules have a a series of lectures that the students have to watch. They have reading that they need to do. And then um, additionally, about every other week, they need to spend two hours online as a cohort. So they all come together. Now that we're pretty well through the first module, their primary focus now is to present their case studies. Um, and they do, we, they get 40 different oils throughout the four modules. And so they have to present a single oil case study. And then we, we talk about blended studies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they are, they are required to turn in 40 single oil case studies. And the case studies are not, you know, they're not real long. They're, they're not right. having to write references. They're, they're really having to write, take a history write what they perceive as the problem, what oil are they going to use to treat it with, what is the application method, being very specific to write everything out. If it's topical, talking about the percentage, exactly how many drops did you put in what, and then what did the client rate as the problem using a visual analog scale, then what's the immediate response, follow it down and down the road to however long is appropriate until it's gone, or three days, nine days, and so then they do each of those, and they do write those, those up. If you are not a healthcare worker, don't even try to sign up for this course, because... 
that's a lot of work. And, and, and as aromatherapists, we know there's a lot of work that goes into becoming an aromatherapist anyway, but at a, at a clinical level, even more so because you're not just creating a blend for your friend or creating a yeah. blend for a client. You're creating a blend for a patient who has a complex condition with a complex treatment plan and you're working with a dog. <laughs> so it's, right. it's, it's, it's so many layers. Yeah. I would love to go see the patients in the hospital, especially when somebody was really anxious and they were just looking for their awe blend because mm-hmm. you could go in and you'd, you'd kind of pick out six or seven oils. You'd never take the bottles into the room because you didn't want to contaminate the bottles. Right. None of them wanted to be typhoid Mary. Um, and so you'd, you'd take a smell, you know, you take enough smell strips and then you take those smell strips in and, you know, you're holding all these smell strips so that they're out, not touching each other. And you're giving them to the patient and you're asking that person to smell. And it always fascinated me. I mean, a Langy Lang is, is, I just think a Langy Lang is like, ugh, it is my, one of my least favorites. And but people would say, oh, I love this one. Right. Good. I'm right. so glad you do. That's yeah. great. Now smell these other ones. Now find two or three or four of them that they go do. together. Well, and then put, put one, you know, put this one in this finger and this one in this finger and this one, and then smell it this way. Mm-hmm. How does that smell? So that I could get a sense as to, you know, what, what are they, right. what do they need? Right. Uh, besides me deciding what they needed. Uh, it was just always a pleasure to have, have the patient say, yeah. And, and then, you know, they'd like not let go of those sticks. They're like, okay, you cannot have these. These are mine. <laughs> Okay. I'm keeping them until they don't smell anymore. You can can have that stick. I don't want it back anyway. Yeah. And then somebody else in the family who's in the room, this is in the day when you could actually have family in the room, they'd be going, well, I'm not letting go of this stick. I'm keeping it. Okay. Awesome. I volunteered for hospice with my service dog. When we would walk into a room, I would let her decide who to go see because it's not always the patient that needs what we have to offer. Many times it's the family who's struggling even more than the patient. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and we do in the hospital setting, we do make uh, something for any family member. We make it also for staff. It's not just for the, the patients. Um, and then during COVID, the clinical aromatherapist at the hospital made over a thousand. They made about 1,200 uh, personal nasal inhalers and passed them out to the staff. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. As an aromatherapist, put your director hat aside and just put on your I love I love essential oil hat. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose three essential oils and those were the only ones you could have for the rest of your life, what would they be? What would they be? So that's actually pretty easy because, you know, I have what if, and if I were going to a desert island and I knew I wasn't going to get off, what, mm-hmm. you know, what three oils uh, would I take? We would do that at the hospital periodically. And so helichrysum, lavangeline gustifolia, because it's so skin regenerative. And then frankincense, Boswellia carterii, just because I really like it. And I'm actually imagining those three together right now in a blend. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, helichrysum I would use anytime I got a boo-boo. Four years ago, fell and tripped on a cement driveway and went smack down onto the driveway and sliced my nose open. I ended up with seven stitches there and three, four stitches on the side of my ear where I had kind of torn that. All I had at the place where I was, was helichrysum hydrosol. 
I sprayed my face four or five times a day. And within a week, the only thing that I had left on my face was the road rash. Just a little bit of the scars from the road rash and the stitches that were still there. But it was like the bruising was, you know, absolutely gone. And so I hope and pray I never get put on an anticoagulant because that would just absolutely disappoint me um, to be able to have to set that, uh, that oil aside. Right. Right. And that's a, it's just an amazing essential oil. And I, I I know some people don't like the smell of it, but I really, I love the smell of it too. Yeah. I didn't, I used to not like uh, tea tree, but you know, tea tree is, is again, one of my, uh, my favorites. If I could take a fourth oil, I'd take tea tree. I didn't say four. I said four. Tea tree or Kunzio, you know, they're all in the Melaleuca family and that would all be okay. Yes. But but yeah. (laughs) That's fabulous. I've thought about that before. What's getting you really excited right now? Even in the midst of COVID, you're you're newly retired. You've newly taken on this uh, big, exciting new adventure. But what's ex- what's getting you excited right now? So, so certainly the um, online aromatherapy course. Uh, you know, it's been a dream for a long time, and to start to see it absolutely come together, mm-hmm. um, it is it's it's beyond my wildest dreams. So, you know, I I sit here and think, oh my god, you retired and you just took on another job. What are you doing? But and is I it really it. a job? I don't it's think it's a job. A no. It's a passion. It's totally different. Totally yes, different. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. So, um, more of more of a clinician, director, things like that, and uh, self care with aromatherapy wasn't even on your radar Correct. when you first started. How about now? Oh yeah, I you know somebody asked me one time. Um, a student said, "Well, what oils do you use every day?" I don't use oils every day. I don't. I use oils when I need them, right. when I want them. Right. Um, I, you know, I use them for their specific uh, therapeutic properties, uh, I, and I certainly I share them with with people, friends, family. You know, once in a while, I'll get consulted from someone, and so you know, we'll I'll go through it with them if I'm the right person. If I'm not the right person, I'll find um, a clinical aromatherapist for them. But I just I love what I do. I love I love having access to something that I know works, and that I'm not tied to right. the medicinal world. Even though I've I'm a nurse um, through and through, um, been a nurse for oh my gosh almost 50 years, mm-hmm. which is scary. It's integrated for me. Right. Uh, it's not alternative. It's right. working with the medical world. Right. Um, well, I think, I think discovering essential oils and aromatherapy through Dr. Buckle's course and also being clinically minded to begin with, you came into this realm with that clinical mindset where I think a lot of people come in through a sales mindset, which I think is where we get the what do you use every day question from, right? Because people who sell essential oils want you to use them every day so that you'll run out and need to buy more. But as a clinician, it's more about, or, you know, it's more about what do you need right now? Right. Correct. Instead of just a random everyday usage. I'm so glad to get to speak with you about everything that you're doing and the direction that you're headed. And I'm, I'm thrilled that Dr. Buckle's chose you to pass for mantle too. And you're going to do amazing things, bringing this to the online realm. I know that online courses are all the rage right now. 
Yes. Uh, but to be able, but to be able to dive into something new, but still maintaining that clinical background, very exciting. Yeah. Our very current exciting. class, I have people from Tennessee, from Minnesota, from North Carolina, from here in Texas, and somebody from California. We've got a variety of folks. And right now we're serving the United States. We've not offered the course outside the United States. I've had some inquiries, so we'll see. How would um, nurses and other practitioners find your course? I have a website. It is rjbuckle.com. You're not going to find the online course on there, but there is the clinical aromatherapy course and the clinical aromatherapy instructor-led course and the online course teach the same information. Email is info at rjbuckle.com. Are there any keywords that people would search to find you? I do words. That might be uh, something to consider right, just, right? just for the future of your course. Like what keywords would people be searching for as a nurse? Like I'm a nurse, I'm interested. How would I find your course over just a regular aromatherapy course? Oh, sure. Yeah, certainly nursing, aromatherapy, yeah. education. I'm so excited for your new adventure. This is going to be amazing. Do you have any other words of wisdom you would like to leave? My words of wisdom would be for any aromatherapist, find a course, take it, and take other people's courses. Learn from others. Yes. The more people you learn from, the more you're, the, the you're going to know. Because we all teach things just a little differently. So what R.J. Buckle's guideline is, is certainly might be different than, than the Tisseron Institute. It might be different than on Andrea Boucher's Aroma Head. It's okay because this is not black and white science. This is not absolute. One of the things I strongly recommend when somebody's looking for essential oils is that they look for batch specific oils, not oils that they can't get the GCMS for that batch. Right. And, and I describe it as if you're okay with a Boda Box wine, there's nothing wrong with that, or a wine that you get off the shelf that always tastes the same, or are you a connoisseur of wines and you get the varietal wines that are year-specific vintage wines, then that's what you want in the aromatherapy world because I really believe that the environment and the plants really know what we need. I've had people say, oh, this lavender doesn't smell very good. It doesn't smell like my lavender. And I'm like going, so who's your lavender from? And they'll identify a large company. Your lavender is adjusted so that it will smell the same each year. I like lavenders that change. I like essential oils that change. Right. I'm not looking for something that is exactly the same. That's part of learning. Learn from a lot of different instructors. Learn from people who know aromatherapy. Please don't learn from your neighbor. Please don't learn from somebody who is just in the market to sell you essential oils. There's a lot of stuff out there that's really not safe. And above all, please, please, please don't ingest it. Just don't drink it in the Kool-Aid. Don't drink it in your water. Don't swallow it. The long-term effects we're seeing are significant. When, I, when I'm talking to somebody, uh, you know, where you buy your oils is really up to you. I don't tell people where they have to buy their oils from. We do in our course, as part of the cost of the course, you have to buy your oils from 
specific supplier. We sell them at cost to the students from four different independent distributors of essential oils. And then after that, you certainly buy your oils where you where you want. Right. Uh, but really look at and don't buy people's blends. Make your own blend. Learn how to do that. Um, because then you know exactly what's going to go, what's in it. Learning from other people. I had a visualization, a visual picture yeah. when you said that of being in a rut, right? Like uh, if I love my school and all the classes I take are from my school, I get into a rut and yes. I'm only experiencing the the education and the oils that are within that rut right. and totally ignoring everything outside. Yeah. Yeah. I have taken some amazing, absolutely amazing courses. I've studied with Rihanna Lewis. I've taken a couple of Aroma Head courses. I've taken Tisserand's courses, Lipid Lady. I'm trying to remember her name. If you want to know about carrier oils, this is the go-to person. Go-to lady. So, Susan M. Parker. She has amazing information about carriers. All right. Well, you were a wealth of information for us today, Carol. I was so happy to be able to oh, be here. I appreciate great. you. And I, I hope maybe even through this interview process that other people will find you, will find the Buckle Courses, and uh, that your business will prosper. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to Aromatic Chat. Be sure to look at the show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's Aromatic Chat. This is your host, Melissa, your holistic life coach and registered aromatherapist. You can find me on the web at www.lemonbalmcoaching.com. If you enjoy Aromatic Chat, be sure to leave a review. I will see you in a couple of weeks with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics.